Hi, this is James Devine, and I am an educator who has come out of the trenches. Listen in as my friend and colleague Dana Goodyear shares stories and tips from other educators who have come out of the trenches. Welcome to the Out of the Trenches podcast. This is Dana Goodyear. Thanks for listening. My next guest is Dr. Matthew Woods. Matthew has served for more than 12 years assisting students, educators, and schools in a variety of roles. His professional experience includes being a high school social studies teacher, a middle and high school assistant principal, a middle school principal, a director of student support services, an adjunct professor, and a field instructor for student teachers. Additionally, Dr. Woods hosts an education podcast, Leading Out of the Woods, and is the author of Digital PD for Educators and the children's book series, I Want to Be. Dr. Woods' leadership and innovative approaches have brought him recognition from numerous organizations, including ASCD. He was in the Emerging Leaders Class of 2021 and the LG Happiness League. He earned a BS in History and Social Studies for, from Froome College, a certificate in uh, MED in Educational Leadership and Administration from Virginia Tech, a graduate certificate in Education Law and Policy, and an Education Specialist in the Middle Grades Education from the University of Georgia. He also holds an EDD in Educational Leadership and Administration from Ratford University. Welcome to the podcast, Matthew. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm also a little impressed about all those certificates uh, that you did post-master's <laughs> before you got your doctorate. So <laughs> yes, I know, you, right? you're I... one of those who love to go back to school, <laughs> just like me. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll just we'll just say that. Yeah, but, uh, but no, I've been... Um, very fortunate, very blessed, had some great opportunities. And, you know, I, I try to live the motto of being a lifelong learner. So anything I can add to the toolbox, I'm glad to. Yeah, yeah. So we'll start off with, uh, tell me about a time when you were in the trenches and managed to crawl out. That's a great question. I've been uh, thinking about that when you told me I was going to be on here. Um, mm -hmm. But I think the one that comes to mind um, is... Uh, when I was uh, an assistant principal, mm -hmm. we, we had a situation at a uh, after school event mm -hmm. and um, it was kind of like an awards ceremony slash session for a group of students. Mm -hmm. And so obviously, you know, we had a variety of stakeholders there, parents, people in the community, so forth. And um, this parent, I remember, uh, got called up to the stage and it was almost like they were reading a portion of the award. Mm -hmm. uh, so for the listeners out there, kind of like when you watch like the Grammys, the Oscars, they have somebody yeah. random come up there and they, they do like a little, almost like a transition. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of announce who the winner is. And um, I remember this parent went up there and they started off saying, you know, I want to thank the the science department, blah, blah, blah. And they started talking about a couple teachers and they got to this one teacher. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, this teacher was about to win this award mm -hmm. yeah. or be recognized. And this person pretty much just started being very demeaning, very derogatory. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like it, it caught everybody off guard. Yeah. And I remember um, I was I was in I had stepped out of the auditorium. I think maybe mm -hmm. I had to make a phone call or something. And a teacher ran up and was like, you've got to do something. You, you've yeah. got to go up there and stop this. And I remember um, the the teacher's husband walked out. And he was upset. 
And you know, he he was saying some choice words, and he's like, "Hey, I'm about to go up there." Da da da. And I said, "Hey, hold on, mm-hmm. hold on. Let me let you know. Give give me a second to kind of quarterback this and figure out what's going mm-hmm, on." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I remember walking in there, and the auditorium was packed. Everybody was kind of in shock. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. We also had you know school board members there, so we had a, oh. a variety <laughs> of different folks. So for so I'm just kind of setting the stage with listeners like this wasn't like. A simple after school thing. This was like yeah. this was a big, big deal. And I remember thinking to myself as I was walking close to the stage, I was like, okay, if I was in her shoes, how would I feel right now? And what would I want somebody to do? And I remember in my head, I was like, I'd want somebody to yank this lady off off the stage mm-hmm. right now. And Obviously, then in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, all right, school board members are here. What are they going to think? What are these other folks going to think? Da, da, da. And I remember it was one of those times where I just said, you know, when I thought about uh, advice I've gotten from my mentors over the year, you know, just do the right thing. Do the right thing and things will work out for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even if you take some some pushback or slack. And I remember I just walked up there, kind of cut the mic, was like, hey, you need to come with me. Walked out there. Of course, this lady's going off on me. Then her husband comes out there. He's going off on me. Because, of course, I'm the bad guy now. Yeah. And and I remember I was just so upset. And I, I was really embarrassed for that lady because she didn't deserve that. She was, a, she was a phenomenal teacher. And I remember just telling them, like, you need to leave. You need to leave the building right now. Um, and I remember getting yelled at, you know, wait till I call the superintendent. You ain't going to have a job, you know, just going on this whole rant. But I remember that was the first time me dealing with a situation where I found myself thinking about the politics behind the decision as well, especially for Mm -hmm. folks who are in leadership, because I think we all know politics is always at play. That was the first time I remember in a split second where I was like, Okay, I, I'm I really making a judgment call right now. Like, this really mm-hmm. could go sideways uh, really quickly because I don't know what will happen when I go up to the stage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have a variety of different folks. But that was one of the times where I just remember I just made that. It was just that gut call, that gut check. And, um, yeah, you know, the rest is history. It ended up working out for me. I didn't get fired, if anybody's wondering. And uh, nothing bad happened, but it was one of those times when you talk about, you know, being in the trenches, in the mm-hmm. middle of a situation, having to make a split second decision, but understanding that, hey, this is this is going to go one way or the other mm-hmm. really quickly. Um, and yeah, just kind of rolled the punches. Yeah. And I think had you not done that, it probably would have gone a lot worse, right? Because you're first and foremost there to support your teachers, right? And then, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, you want to support the stakeholders and the parents, but, you know, what was happening wasn't appropriate. And like you saw, a lot of people were getting upset and shocked by what the parent was saying. So, you know, that's, (laughs) you did the right thing, like you said. So, um, yeah. So you've uh, been a principal and then you've moved on now to district, um, a district position, which is director of student support services. And I've worked in a district that has a position like that, but just tell me kind of what that position entails. And I know when we were talking um, a few months ago and I was going to be on your podcast, you were kind of going from one building to another and, 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 you know, kind of not, not always in the same place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so my, my role, um, 
as director of student services, student support services, excuse me. It's um, I like to say it's like a jack of all trades because mm-hmm. it's it's kind of a um, a hodgepodge, if you will, of a variety of things. So, you know, for example, being like the liaison for the district to law enforcement, mm-hmm. um, being the district hearing officer mm-hmm. for um, major discipline infractions mm-hmm. or chronic discipline mm-hmm. infractions, um, the truancy officer. So being the one. To, to process truancy referrals and, and take students and families to court if need be for attendance-related purposes. Um, being uh, the district lead for for our, our school counselors, mm-hmm. um, for the SCL work that we do, um, being the, the point of contact for the, the Virginia High School League for our athletics and activities for our mm-hmm. district. Um, Oh my God, I'm hitting a brain fart right now. You put me on the spot. But there's a gazillion <laughs> other. Oh yeah, also being a point of contact for a lot of crisis and safety calls mm-hmm. and notifications. Um, so mm-hmm. I like to kind of think about it as, you know, certain things happen at a school. Obviously a, a principal or an assistant principal has to call it to the district, say, hey, this is going on, mm-hmm. had this major infraction or, or here's kind of what's going on. I, I might need some advice on these next steps. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like the... Um, the coach in the background I actually had a conversation with a buddy of mine looking at a similar role. And I told him, I said, I honestly like to think about it now. If you're watching like a uh, football game yeah, and you're one of the coordinators up there in the booth and you're seeing everything from that vantage point mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you're kind of coaching out and you're whispering in the coach's ear downstairs. And he's like, oh, okay. And I said, that's honestly a good way that I kind of think about my role and what mm-hmm. happens. Um, but then sometimes if, if need be, if I need to head out to a building or do something for support, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm there for it. So it is a very unique role. Mm-hmm. Um, it It is, like you said, not all divisions have a role like that. Um, for divisions that do, some actually have it combined with um, special ed departments. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know like when I go to conferences and talk to other colleagues, a lot of times they'll ask me and I say, hey, you know, we, we in our division, we actually have a director of special ed mm-hmm. um, and she handles all the special ed stuff. But I know in other divisions, sometimes it's combined. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's I know one of the things that I know when I talk to a lot of my counterparts is is somewhat kind of different sometimes. Yeah. But but yeah, but I, but I love I really love my job, um, you know. When folks were with me and they see my phone ring and if they kind of hear like, what did that person just say in the background? Like, what is going on? You know, it's like those calls that kind of come in through me. It gives me a very good perspective. And um, I tell folks it really kind of helps keep me sharp because I was telling a principal, a buddy of mine the other day was a principal and she was talking about, you know, crazy calls. You know, I get these crazy calls or this crazy parent right here is always calling about this. And I said, okay, imagine Mm -hmm. being in a role where I get all those calls. Yeah. Like you only get them for your school. I get them <laughs> for like the whole division. Like, yeah. so, you know, just, just kind of, you know, put it yeah. in perspective and, um, but, but I, but I actually, I love my job. I, I work with amazing people. Um, and yeah, I'm just very fortunate, very blessed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And that sounds very similar to when I was a Dean um, in Colorado Springs, they had somebody who w- did those things, um, you know, the truancy officer, and, um, you know, working uh, kind of with the uh, 
when kids were getting expelled and those types of things. And I was the building uh, representative going to those meetings, right? So, but, so you do have a specific amount of your job that is, um, you know, uh, scheduled like those uh, truancy meetings and um, perhaps uh, maybe a little bit of training as well in terms of safety uh, at different schools. But then you probably get called out, like you said, if there is some type of maybe evacuation um, or unplanned um, emergency or, you know, thinking that there might be some type of a, um, you know, police presence that needs to be involved at the school. So mm -hmm. I, I, I take it you come out for a lot of those things. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. But we try to be proactive. You know, I try to get, mm -hmm. try to be visible as much as I can. So mm -hmm. that way, when I do show up, folks aren't like, oh, crap, something bad's happening. Uh -huh. um, uh -huh. You know, um, and I always kind of think about it like when I was uh, a building administrator, like I didn't want to walk in a classroom and a kid be like, oh, who, who is he taking with him now? Who did something yeah. wrong? It's like, hey, I'm coming in here just to observe or give, you know, teacher feedback, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not just coming in here for a discipline thing. So I, I try to kind of operate in that same mindset and um, make sure I, I'm just as visible as possible and, and try to build relationships with folks. So that way, when I do show up, the, you know, folks don't always kind of jump to an assumption mm -hmm. about what it might be. Yeah. Yeah. No, you want to come across as somebody who's there to support um, the students, if they know who you are, rather than uh, somebody who's there to, uh, you know, get a kid kicked out of school, because that's their first, like you said, that's our first yeah. assumption. Like, what did I do now? <laughs> mm -hmm. okay. So um, as I mentioned in your bio, you've been, uh, you've published a few books, um, most recently, Digital PD for Educators, um, and you co-authored that. So tell me a little bit about that book. Yeah, shout out to my co-author, Dr. Samantha Festich, if she's listening. Um yeah, we we um, we co-wrote this uh, this book, uh, Digital PD for Educators, and it it came from the premise of helping educators really kind of think about and understand ways to utilize um, digital platforms, mm -hmm. digital apps, digital spaces for professional development um, with, with all of the craziness and the negativity um, and, and just overall bad stuff, right. That, mm -hmm. that COVID and the pandemic um, has brought to the forefront. There are some positives that have come out of it. You know, I, I tell people, you know, it's, it's really caused educators and students and families to really kind of think differently, for example, about like how we connect with people, like how we're, we're having this podcast mm -hmm. right now, you know, doing it through zoom. Um, and one thing that I saw and my co-author saw as well is that a lot of folks, even if you ask, like, for example, like the listeners out there, if you ask most mm -hmm. people, can technology help you? Mm -hmm. Most people are like, yeah, duh, yeah, it'll, it, it can help me. But and some folks have that, but, and they have reservations mm -hmm. and typically the reservations come from not really just a fear of what it could do. It's a fear that you really don't understand how to utilize it. So then you start making up all these crazy assumptions. Mm -hmm. And I know for educators, one of the things we hate um, is when you go into a space, especially with students and they know more than you. Mm -hmm. And, and that just makes a lot of educators very hesitant. So when we talk about technology, a lot of the, the kids that we have nowadays, 
they can run circles around us, laps around mm-hmm. us when it comes to, you know, these tablets and all these kind of digital devices and apps and so forth. But at the same time, everything that we do, even if you're one of these folks who say, hey, I'm old school, I'm old fashioned, everything you do now is related to technology mm-hmm. and, and understanding some type of digital space. So the book um, really just kind of became our um our um, collective resource to provide to educators mm-hmm. how to think through these things. Mm-hmm. So when for any of the listeners out there, if you're interested, when you get the book, you'll actually see it. It kind of resembles more of a workbook. Mm-hmm. So it's not like that. We're just dropping nuggets on you of ways to utilize Facebook ways to utilize, for example, podcasts. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we go through a couple of scenarios how you can use podcasts for professional development. Mm-hmm. And then we actually write out a couple scenarios of like a principal with the teacher. And then like, I think a department head utilizing a podcast to talk about these different strategies. But then we start highlighting all the positives. You know, I didn't have to hold somebody after school for an hour and a half. Everybody had access Mm -hmm. to the podcast link. Yeah. They had a collective time to listen to it. Um, Everybody had access to a Google doc to plug in their notes about it. So then when we met the following week, Everybody was good to go. Yeah, yeah. But no, and I think we, a lot of people don't necessarily look at those out of the box ways of doing PD, right? <laughs> Which is something I've been doing. I've been listening to educational podcasts for years. So, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and so like like I said, it it talks through some scenarios. It gives mm-hmm. it gives some um, concepts for folks to think about. But then, like I said, within the book, there's actually spaces for you to write notes. Mm-hmm. Spaces um, for for example to help you create a tweet if you've never created a tweet. Um, and for the listeners out there, I know some of y'all are laughing mm-hmm. that I'm saying that, and some of y'all are like, "Ooh, he calling me out." It's all love either way, but it it provides these spaces and opportunities to help people grow. And um, the feedback we've gotten on the book has been absolutely amazing. So um, I definitely encourage any of your listeners out there, if they're interested, either reach out to me um, Mm -hmm. in my contacts or or take a look to um, pick up the book. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it sounds like it has a little bit of everything in terms of uh, what educators can use and how they can teach uh, with different tools, like you said, um, it made me think of like a Kahoot, the Kahoot app, which, you know, I started using maybe eight years ago and, you know, I saw some used in the building um, this past school year still. And, you know, there's there's uh, paid plans a lot of teachers are using now, but, you know, uh, there's a lot of kids that do, you know, they kind of hack in and they, they, they're like extra uh, students playing because of one student's hacking in and like basically winning all the answers that, you know, so the, that's the example of kids, um, you know, running circles around us on those apps. So like, what do you do when a kid does that? Right. So yeah, I think there's a lot of nuggets to be had there. And it's good that people can use that as a workbook. Uh, you've also written a book as a children's book series called I want to be uh, dot, dot, dot. Uh, which came out of you uh, writing to represent um, your biracial children. And there's seven different books, as far as I saw on your Mm. website, with various occupations. So tell me a little bit. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get back to the episode. About those books. Yeah, so the uh, 
the book series I want to pay. We yeah, we're up to seven books. Yeah, I had to I had to think about it myself. It's been crazy. We we're up to seven books now in the series. Um, and it actually stars my um son Hilton. Mm-hmm. So the um like you referenced, you know, um he's biracial, and you know I'm a I'm an educator. You know my wife, um she's educated. She's a social worker. So education is very important to us. And so obviously, you know, getting all the little books for his room, you know, trying to set it up, you know, do everything right, right? Yeah. With the little flashcards. And one of the things that I really started to zone in on her and I was when we were looking for books just to kind of represent our family, like how difficult it was. Yeah. And I remember, um, I, I remember, I think I was, uh, well, I'm sorry, I won't call it a store on here i don't want, want you to get sued but i was in a store yeah a, a, a pretty pretty popular store uh-huh. and i'm like going through all these books and i remember getting so mad and worked up because i'm like why is it so hard for me to find a book that relates to us like you know it, it really started like getting under my skin one night mm. so come home i think her and i are upstairs talking and um i had mentioned it to her so I want to say maybe uh, a month or so later was my birthday. So she ordered me one of those books where you you can, a lot of you, I think y'all are familiar with it. You can look them up online. You kind of plug in some information about you and they, they kind of make the books and the characters like you, mm-hmm. but it's not really like you, but it's supposed to be you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, had our names in it. And she's like, look, look at y'all. And I'm looking at it. And the first thing I said was, well, that that dude don't look like me. He he mm-hmm. looks too good to. I mean, he looks like a model. I'm like, he ain't got all these wrinkles and bags <laughs> on his eyes. Dealing with this kid all day. I'll tell you that. Uh, and you know, my hair starting to thin out a little bit. I'm like, he got a head full of hair. That don't look like me. Yeah. So, I guess um, you know, she felt some kind of way, and we kind of got into a little argument. She's like, you know what? If uh, if you can do better, you go and write your own book. Yeah, I was like, I, I I can, and I think I um I grabbed my laptop. I went in the kitchen, and I remember just sitting there, and the idea just came. I was like, hmm, I want to be, mm-hmm. yeah, I want to be a, I want to be a pilot. I want to be a software developer. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a CEO. And I and I remember just kind of thinking the first five, the four or five books, like the idea just kind of plopped out. It's mm-hmm. like, all right. And I was like, well, man, who you know. I need a character. Who'd be the character? And I was like, my son. Duh. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, from there, uh, I, I wrote the book out and, you know, it just kind of grew into what it is now. And, it, and it's been amazing. The kind of mm-hmm. feedback we've, mm-hmm. that I've gotten on it, where folks have reached out. Um, I know one of the biggest joys with the series is when I have teachers, um, schools, families, reach out to me and just say, you know, you don't know how much we needed something like this mm-hmm. or how this book made these kids feel. Yeah. Um, regardless of their background, mm-hmm. just giving them like a glimpse, giving them, you know, provided windows and mirrors for kids where they could see themselves and then see others in a different light. And, um, and yeah, it's like I said, I, I love it. Um, I'm actually working on, uh, uh, several more as we speak, especially going into the summer. So I have more time to kind of, you know, get those creative juices going and write, write some more out. So mm-hmm. yeah, we're looking forward to adding more to the collection. Mm-hmm. 
And you said, so the first, um, it was kind of a do-it-yourself do book where the computer generates an image or kind of an AI generates the image. So do you now just use an illustrator for the, the drawings or how do you do the, the, the drawings? Oh, yeah. So the one my wife ordered, I, I don't know what company she mm -hmm. used. Because um, like I said, that guy was a model. I was like, it ain't me. Um, I've been fortunate. I've, I've linked up with the artists. Um, okay. Who who actually sketched them all out? So when you see, when you for example, for the listeners, when you get the book or any of the books, you'll actually see a picture of me and my son in the book. Mm -hmm. So then when you're like reading the book, you'll be like, oh yeah, that's that's them. Like it looks just like them. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and and it's great because it it's it's very special to me. Um, regardless of you know how many books we sell or whatever, it's it's just it's just amazing now because my son's at the age now, like he'll be reading books and sometimes he'll pull them out mm -hmm. and he'll be like, hey daddy, look these are my books. And he'll be like, that's me, right there. That's that's me. And yeah, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And to hear him say that mm -hmm. at such an early age, and I think you know as educators, a lot of times you just have to give somebody like they just have to see it. You know, mm -hmm. you could say you have a goal objective, but when you can see it and then you have a clear understanding, like I, I can go from point A to point B, like I, I can actually do that. It, it speaks volumes. And, you know, it just, it just really gets to me whenever he says that now, or like he'll run up like, Hey dad, I want to read my book mm -hmm. or my books. And I'm like, all right, but, and then you, but after a while, when we read them like 10 or 12 times, I'm like, Hey, you need to get your mom to read them. Uh -huh. uh, I get, you uh -huh. know, <laughs> I've already said it back to you, Tim. So, you know, yeah. mommy can read them now. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no. And it made me think of like when I listed some of your educational accomplishments that you're you're somebody that goes for it, right? You you went for those degree programs, those certification programs. And then when you saw that there was a problem, you know, in this bookstore that needed fixing, right? And I think like just all the years I've been in education, just the representation that's lacking in children's books for biracial children, right? And I think like you saw that problem and you went and fixed it. And then having that memory also of your son at this young age, right? Is that character represented in the book, I think is, you know, is really special. And like you said, educators listening who want to add to their classroom library can, I'll, I'll add the link in the show notes for, um, where you can find the books and there's a website for, for them sure. as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I mentioned in the, um, in the bio as well, that you got an award, it's called the LG happiness league. So you told me a little bit about, um, this is something that, uh, you were selected, um, for SEL work. Definitely. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty dope. Um, got, um, contacted about this award, Mm -hmm. um, like I said, it's in conjunction with, um, you know, the company LG, I think Discovery Education, mm -hmm. several, several other companies, organizations, but they had selected a variety of educators across the country mm -hmm. um, based on work related to SEL um, that you're doing either in your schools or divisions and things that you're just doing to inspire other educators and, and, and do things in your community. So it was it was very fortunate a blessing to be to be selected but then there was out of that that small group that was selected then it was several of us smaller who um i guess kind of became finalists or mm -hmm. however you want to i forgot what the next tier was mm -hmm. um but we um 
were told that our pictures that that we had submitted with um it was like this little superhero cape they sent us it, it sounds corny y'all but if you look it up online my wife said I look good but you know it you had to submit this little picture what they sent you and um we I was one of the ones selected that they actually showed my picture at Times Square. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, they they called and they said, Hey, you're you're one of the, I think, four or five selected. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got the billboard at Times Square. You're gonna be right there in the middle. I'm like, oh my goodness. And like I had told you earlier before we started recording, they told me the date and I was like, man, I'm already supposed to be in Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. Like I'm supposed to be going all the way across the other side of the country to visit family. So I, I can't, you know, I, you know, I'm sorry. I already have, have plans. So I remember I was, I was kind of tore up about it. Um, and I don't think my, my mom, dad, they probably didn't believe me. I was like, Hey, I'm actually supposed to be on top square. <laughs> like, um, and I remember, I want to say a week later, you know, I guess as the ad was running, they took pictures of all of us like on our ad and they actually framed it and sent it to me. Which is which is real dope. So I actually still have that picture. It's actually in my office, and it's funny because people will walk in sometimes, and I, you know, him kind of look like, oh, pretty cool. Hey, you got your little picture made, like you were in Times Square, and I'm like, no, that that that's like legit. I was, I that actually was up there, and I can only see him kind of double take. And I remember I had one parent one time. Mm-hmm. I turned around, and they actually Googled it on their phone to look it up which was so hilarious. Um, and then I guess instead of, you know, like looking at it, like, okay, tell the truth. They, I remember they held it up to me and the other person. They're like, hey, you were really that? Like, you were really up there. And I'm like, why would you think I'm lying about it? Just like, okay. But, um, you know, what, you know, whatever, whatever. But yeah, but it was, it was an amazing, it was an amazing opportunity. Um, and I think, you know, it's always, it's always a blessing when folks recognize you're doing good work. Um, so yeah, so I definitely, definitely appreciate it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're a podcast host as well. And I've been on your podcast, um, leading out of the woods. So tell me a little bit about why you started the podcast, uh, what type of people you interview and what audience, um, you like to, um, kind of speak to. Yeah. So small is actually leading out the woods. Mm-hmm. We, we, we intentionally left the of off. Or I tell mm-hmm. listeners, I tell folks, they ask me that all mm-hmm. the time. Um, one, as y'all can hear, I'm really country. I am from Southwest Virginia. Mm-hmm. And uh, two, it just, at the time, it just, it just sounded like leading out the woods. It just kind of flowed. So you didn't realize mm-hmm. the of was off. Um, so bad grammar on my part, but um, <laughs> I will tell y'all the, um, yeah, the podcast, um, has been has been an amazing it is um you know i think you know as educators that 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 grind wears on us the you know the stress mm-hmm. all the different things coming at you and i tell folks the podcast is actually my way to disconnect mm-hmm. it's a way just to have amazing conversations with amazing guests like yourself on a variety of topics that, that all educators are are struggling with Mm-hmm. that are trying to think through, that are trying to grapple with and provide a a space for learning, mm-hmm. right? But absolutely free. Like, you know, I just, I just put it out there. Um, and, and I've been very fortunate in my career and blessed that I've been able to bump shoulders and connect with 
with amazing educators all across the country. Mm-hmm. And I remember really thinking about something a friend of mine said. He said, hey, man, you know some, you know a lot of different people. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, no, no, you know, like a lot of different people. Like, I remember one time he said, you know, you know, folks that would cost a school or a principal five to $10,000 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just to get them in the building. And you can text them right now and be like, hey, I got a question for you. Or, hey, can I can I run this by you? And I said, mm, man, I never thought about it like that. Um, and and I remember him just saying like, man, you know, it'd be great if you could get them together to help yeah. share that with other people. And I'll be honest, that that was one of the main reasons really that, that kind of came from the podcast. And mm-hmm. kind of like with the book, I just, I remember I sat down one day, I was like, okay, how do I start a podcast? Mm-hmm. Literally watched a couple of YouTube clips. Um, buddy of mine sent me a great article about podcasts, how to get started. Mm-hmm. Researched it, got my ducks in a row, reached out to amazing contacts I had and said, hey, this is this is what I'm trying to do. Will you, will you help support me? Everybody I reached out to, I remember, was like, we love it. Let's go. Let's get it. Mm-hmm. And what was crazy was I remember, I think when I said, hey, I'm, I want to start this, and I started scheduling people, mm-hmm. I had actually scheduled way too much. So like when I started the podcast for the listeners out there, I was already booked for like the first six months. Mm-hmm. Like it was insane, but it it kind of was a blessing to kind of show me, hey, you know, what he said to me was right. You know, I, I do know a lot of folks that I could mm-hmm. extend out to. And yeah, from there, the podcast has grown. I think as of this recording that I'm doing with you, mm-hmm. we're at episode, I think that's been released. Mm-hmm. uh 89 90 okay um so what's well, been what two years yeah going on two years because mm-hmm. we release every two weeks even through the summer tell folks we keep it going um and it's just been great folk the, the amount of people that have reached out to me and that it has further let me connect with um all across the country just you know folks like hey man i really need to hear this or thank you for what you're doing or hey you need to talk to this person mm-hmm. uh, and help mm-hmm. expand on this so um it's 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 been it's been um it's just been it's really filled my cup i'll mm-hmm. tell you like that it's really kind of helped rejuvenate me and really kind of helped me um like i said be a real like stress reliever like it's mm-hmm. really kind of like i said helped me unplug and helped me think and grow and and help other educators grow too yeah and i think uh the same goes for me like just that it's fill, fills my bucket, right? It's that personalized PD um, and um, just, yeah, getting to know these people that, you know, do charge a lot of money to come speak to schools and um, having those conversations. And, you know, I, I, I recognize a lot of my own feelings and what you've said about podcasting. So yeah, it's great. And I'll make sure there's a link to the podcast in the show notes. Well, we've had a great conversation around uh, your experience in education, your current role as a director of student support services, um, some of your writing and uh, the award that you won. Out of everything we talked about, what's one thing you'd like listeners to remember? Yeah, oh, Lord. the one thing I would like listeners to remember is, um, and really just for all the educators out there, just, you know, just stay encouraged, stay mm-hmm. encouraged. Um, know you're making a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And and the other thing, and I'll say this to everybody out there, for the newbies who are getting into the field, for the the ones who are, you know, middle of the road, and for the ones who are, I got it, at the end of your career, mm-hmm. um, always stay true to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I went through a, a, a spot where I – I had to realize that, you know, this is me. This is Matt. This is mm-hmm. this is what I stand for. This is what I do. Going back to, I think, the first question you asked me when, you know, me being, oh, God, early 20s, wet behind the ears, ministering, I'm still trying to figure stuff out. And I was like, hey, you know, this isn't right. You know, I'm, I'm going to have to make a judgment call and just walk up there and, and you know, roll with the punches and. I've always tried to to carry myself like that throughout my career and it's and it's and it's work. It's been a blessing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I say that to say that if it didn't work, right? That scenario I told you about earlier, if it went sideways, if I had a board member had been like, mm-hmm. what is this kid doing? Get him out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, I would have looked myself in the mirror and been okay, because I stayed true to myself. So yeah. for the listeners out there, just always remember to stay true um true to yourself uh true to your compass and and things will work out for you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where can people connect with you and find you online yeah um like i said thanks for having me on here it's been great um you know folks can reach out to me um best way to get at me is my website mm-hmm. uh com. so www.leadingoutthewoods.com um, you know, my, all my contacts are on there, all my social media, um, tags, you know, Twitter, Facebook, the whole nine, right. They're all on there. You can get to the podcast, you can get to the books. Um, you can get to the master course that we've mm-hmm. created for, for educators out there. Everything that you want to know about me is there. So like I said, com. And I do respond to messages, emails, tweets. Sometimes it takes me longer than 24 hours um, because I do have two little ones and I have a day job, as everybody knows. (laughs) So I am always busy, but I promise you, I promise you, if you reach out, I love to connect and and collaborate and anything I can do to help somebody, I will. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on the Out of the Trenches podcast today. It was a pleasure speaking with you and hearing about your philosophy and um, just what what serves you in your role. Appreciate it. Thank you, Fab. My book, Out of the Trenches, Stories of Resilient Educators, has now been published. You can access it through Amazon. You can buy it at the Road to Awesome website, or you can get it through my website at danagoodier.com. Please leave a review, and you can also access it on Kindle. Check out the show notes on danagoodier.com to learn more about this guest and links to their social media. Please subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you download this podcast. Tell your friends and colleagues about it. And if this episode resonates, especially with you, be sure to share it out on social media and tag me at Out of Trenches PC.